Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf, powered by the beautiful people at 4Golf Custom. If you haven't heard about them, are you living under a rock? They custom fit for everybody and anybody. Uh, 20 plus years of tour experience. Custom fit Seve's wedges, Ricky Goosen's wedges. There's rumours out there they did a bit of work for Tiger back in the day, but um, or maybe it was just a picture. My memory's uh, not great, but someone they do help out since he was 14 is this man from West Waterford. Hey, I'm Seamus Power on the PGA Tour. If you're looking for the best golf club reviews out there on YouTube, just check out the guys at 4Golf Custom. They've custom fit my golf clubs for years and they're the best in the business. So this week it's all about stats. It's all about game improvement. You all know I'm trying this uh, Beyond Scratch, hashtag Beyond Scratch on Instagram. I'm trying to be the best golfer I can be. Uh, beyond Scratch meaning you have to be a plus two or sometimes even plus three these days to play in the top amateur championships in this country so a part of that journey is speaking to people like today's guest uh, Donald Scott um, helps out the high performance athletes uh, with Golf Ireland and with other golf affiliations I think the Dutch team or the Danish team and numerous others uh, one of the best short game coaches especially in this country if not Europe if not the world loads of good insight this week on what you can bring to your game. I came off a trackman workshop looking to, you know, take down all the tiles of data. Let's just say Donald righted that ship. Gave me some really good tips on high-performance games I can bring to my practice that hopefully you can now bring to yours. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea, turn up the volume. Let's dig into what Donald has to give us. Roll it there. Collect. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Where's Joe Bradley? What did he get at? Donald Donovan is the left corner back. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. Round and over. Oh, Cloud. Donald Scott, are you ready to tee it up? I am indeed. Let's go. Donald Scott 2.0. I can't remember, and I didn't do the due diligence to check out what your walk-on song on your on, on the first time you were on. What's the walk-on song these days? I was, I was literally just I I completely forgot that you asked me what, what my walk-on song was. Um I would say that my walk-on song would probably have to be something by Jerry Cinnamon. But um, well, Jerry just got last name too, so you are eventing, you are consistent. Yes, I think I, I, I think Jerry's the man to to, uh, to sort me out with a walk-on song. He might he mightn't have written it yet, but one of his back catalogs will do. Hundred percent. Uh, the reason I asked to be on you so. Julie said, no problem, thank you very much for your time, is I, like 110% of golfers, want to get better all the time. Uh, and you deal with high-performance elite golfers uh, who are always trying to, as I had a chat with Hugh Marr earlier, um, so his episode might be before your one or after your one, the top elite guys and girls are always trying to add something to their game or process or approach to make, you know, to make the boat go faster. With the analogy we were using with Mr. Mayor. Um, so I have this private Facebook group. The plugs won't stop, by the way. Uh, I've called it Beyond Scratch because I'm trying to get Beyond Scratch because you mm-hmm. need to be Beyond Scratch these days to play in any of the 
the amateur majors, he'd be plus two pretty much. Okay. Um, but thankfully, I'm, I'm a little bit closer. So it's still about 5.1 away uh, from getting there. But uh, it was eight point something away earlier this year. So the question would be, um, we're going to chat about statistics because I don't keep them. I've, all year, I've, I'm going to keep my statistics. I'm going to ask you what's the most, what do you find the best year on statistics? And um, short game. And like, how can we like keep ourselves I suppose engaged at the short game area, at the chipping green, what games can we play? Mm-hmm. I play a whole 18 to death. I don't have anything other than that. I find at the chipping green, I try and rope in other people around for competition games and that keeps me engaged. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll go with the first one. Statistics. Donald Gott. Where do you start with statistics? Um, I guess where you start with statistics is whatever statistics you'll keep consistently is the key so um i would say that number one if you're if you're completely averse to them i would start off super basic and i would keep you know the bare minimum and the bare minimum would be dependent on you deciding okay well i'm 5.1 away from beyond scratch what in my opinion are the critical factors for me to get there like if you take the gate, say off the tee approach play around the green and putting, which of those four is going to move the needle? And then I'd say, okay, well, what is one or two metrics within those two that I'll keep every round? And I would just do that. And I would I would then reassess maybe every three, four months, and then I would go again. And I'd say, where am I now? Which and then what do I need to track for the next three or four months? And I would start with that. So I would start super small, super simple. Um and just be really consistent with it. So that, that'll be my advice on, on stats. Once you've that done for a while, then pick any one of the of the, of the stat systems. The one I work most closely with would be Gameforge. And they've got a nice option where you can have three different levels. So you can go between simple stats to like, you know, full stats and stuff like that for exactly the kind of thing you're talking where maybe like, do you know what? I don't have the time and energy to do full stats, but I could definitely have five minutes after the round to put in something super simple so that's that would be my starting point i would say no 100 what i want to do right <laughs> what i want to do is tie back my stats to use trackman mm-hmm. right because their new performance um center they call it now it's not test center it's performance center so maybe you love that mm-hmm. um is you can set up We'll say I'm drawing a piece of paper here now. You can't see it, the listeners can't see it, but it helps me tune into what I'm saying. If you can set up a green, you can decide the size of the green, the shape of the green, and you can pick where the pin position is from left, back, right, middle, and then the distances. And you can actually set up I'm going to hit five from 50, five from 75, from 90. And then based on where you miss the green or hit the green, yeah, of course. it'll tell you. Compared to, you say, I want to compare myself to a scratch player. I want to compare myself to a tour pro. It will tell you for strokes gained, plus or minus. Yeah, very good, yeah. So that's what I want to tie my on-court stats back to that performance center. Right? Uh-huh. Is that a good idea, Mr. Scott? Or am I going too deep too early? Um, I would say you're, pro- you're probably going a little bit too deep too early. Where I would personally start would be Golf is, as Tiger says, is a physical game of chess. And I think it's ultimately a decision-making exercise that we 
that we engage in. So I think context really matters. So what I would do is the, where I would start would be in planning and reflection. So what I would do is I would say, right, okay, I'm going out to play today. What's what's my what's my mission for today? And I would say, okay, well, like my mission for today is it might be process based, it might be performance based, and you'd say, right, okay, well, my mission for today is to shoot level power better. And then I would decide, okay, well, what are gonna, what are the what are the two or three key processes that are going to support that? And then I would say, okay, right, well, maybe it's going to be target selection on approach. It's going to be maybe. Um, Maybe it's going to be decision making when I get out of position, and then maybe it's going to be really present on the green. And then after the round, then I would reflect on: Was there any key moments out there where I felt I either did, I really lived up to my game plan, or I really moved away from it? And was there any shots out there where I felt really uncomfortable? And then I would go, okay, well, this, when when I have this scenario, so like maybe when the wind is here and the pin is there. I feel really uncomfortable or maybe it's like it's it's when I have a front when I have a front pin I find it really hard to hit beyond it and then I would try and keep a keep a track of the the scenarios that you struggle with and then I would use the test center for that so I'd be like so for example for effective use of your time if you're really good to back pins or you're really good to right to right side pins or left side pins there's an opportunity cost to whatever you practice. And I guess even your family, you don't have unlimited time for training. So you have to be really, really, really smart and cute in how you choose to practice. Absolutely. You might have thought I was texting my wife, but I was writing down those points. <laughs> so anybody listening, anybody listening, press pause, go or on the iPhone, you can go back 30 seconds, go back 30 seconds. And write those down because that's gold. Because I would never. That's really easy to do. Yeah, that's really easy to do in the notes of my phone before yeah. I. I'm in the car, warming up with the fans, not warming up with mobility. And <laughs> um, right, what, what's my plan? How am I gonna like? What's the process? And then when I come back in, you know, cry into my phone in reflection, um, or ju- joyous tribulation, uh, writing them out at the end. Because even as you were saying that, I was thinking of my round. Uh, on Monday, don't tell the manager uh, in Port Marlott links. It was like, Miss Bradet was just to enjoy being out there, right? And try and play well because I hadn't practiced in like three, four weeks. Really? Like, yeah. Damage, damage control from the E. Yeah. And the process was I just want to focus on my alignment, focus on my target point, not the finishing points. Because I have a tendency to, I hit a little Tommy Fleetwood five yard, 50 yard fade. Lovely. So I have a tendency to focus on the, um, target line, which means I miss everything fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> so target on the on the focus on the target points, and the reflection was I double bogeyed, bogey, bogey, par finish for four overs. So I was level par for fourteen holes with mm-hmm. and then I I just remember I I just noticed that I was fucking level par, and the mind just went, I'm gonna fix that right away with a double. <laughs> so it was about to stay on that. Being on that, like, I've carried my pocket and I want to keep enjoying it and just keep focusing on the target point is all I need to be fucking thinking about. So my suggestion there would be, um, there's a, a guy called Gary Klein who's done a load of work on decision-making and um, he came up with the idea of the pre-mortem. And so whenever, like, in high-stress scenarios, like in the military and in emergency responses, 
when they're planning out an operation and in, in any business endeavor as well, what he gets them to do is to do a pre-mortem. So basically, this is the plan. And then they get them to plan it. Okay, imagine the plan has gone tits up. What would be the main reasons that you think, knowing what you know now, that might cause that to happen? So this, the simple thing that I would do for you would be, let's say you said, okay, so I'm going to go out and play tomorrow. My goal is to enjoy it. You know what? I haven't been practicing much. So my question, my next question would be, okay, well, what's going to, what do you think will be the main challenges you'll face to enjoying your round tomorrow? Okay. And you the company. Say, yeah. You might say the company. <laughs> you might say, do you know what? If I get really into my score, if I get off to a good start, I could start like, you know, I could lose sight of enjoying the round and start chasing the score and then get pissed off because I, I lose it on the back then because I'm a bit fatigued and all that. So then you would list out the main challenges. And then what you would do is, okay, well, what do you think would be the key things for you to overcome those challenges? Well, to stay present, to remind myself, to to have high levels of acceptance, to just look wherever the ball ends up, back myself to deal with it. Um, to maybe maybe anytime I find myself getting pissed off, take a breath, look around me, appreciate the view, chat to the lads. And then, you'd, if you, then you've got a really solid plan to, to allow your... Um, your overall mission to come through. So it's kind of like, this is my mission. What what are the main challenges I'm going to face to achieving that? And then have a few things to overcome it. And then now you're going to have to prepare it. And that can be for something as simple as just trying to enjoy your round. That's gold. Thank you very much. Um, still transitioning from my play in Port Marnock Links, uh, which is all up for change. New new greens, new routing. We're going to see the sea more. You're going to raise tea, but it's going to be unreal. Awesome, it's, going to be about two, it's going to be about two years before we can see it. Um, well, I, I didn't keep my putts. That I just remember I had a lot of long 30, 40 foot putts and uh, downhill. And uh, I don't three put, but I three put it coming in because I was putting myself under pressure. Blah, blah. So we're going to transition now to the short game area. What? So I practiced. Um, and even I, I'd be, I wouldn't really practice on the practice screen due to being busy, family. Mm-hmm. So I practice stroke a lot mm-hmm. um, on the putt and mat with the Pez tutor. So I don't really focus on the first four inches. Just don't hit the ball bearings and we're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I really enjoy being on the putt and green, but I, 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 um, I have a couple of drills, but it is kind of, Again, focusing that is my stroke dialed in for this round starts in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not missing any three footers, so we're mm-hmm. good. Um, and we're, we're tracking pace through the day. But aside from that, for like when I have half an hour, when I make the time for half an hour a week on my putting for the winter time, what options in terms of you know competition games with myself can I bring to the putting green to make my putting better? Um, so first question would be, um, what do you think are the two, three keys that are crucial for you to put well, personally? Uh, no long ones. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, I'd always go back to the Harvey Penick story of my put, not, not, not the problem is my approach play. Cause I'm putting from too far away. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> So when you have those when, when you have those long puts and like say you have a good day where you two put them all or even maybe hold a couple, what do you do well on those days? What put what part of you? I focus putting? on the high side and pace. That's it. Okay. Where's the high side of the putt? And, and it's just lag central. 
Okay. Like so get then, it to tap in distance. I don't have to worry about the second. Okay. And when that's yes. not working. So like Monday, I just have to enjoy it. I lost focus, but after double bogey, and it was like, yeah, I just knocked this up then, and then I've been six footer back. Gotcha. So what I would do then is, right, well, I would go, I would, if that's the key, so like, okay, so you're like, okay, my approach plays as sharp as I would like to be, so I'm going to have a good few long ones. So then I would say, if you have half an hour, then you focus on that range, because that's the key range for you at the moment. I would say, right, that's number one. Number two, then I would go, okay, I'm going to focus on number two. I'd be really clear on what part of my process is going to be key. So I'm going to go out, I'm going to focus on long range putts. And I, my goal is to be really clear on the high side for every putt that I hit. That's going to be my, my objective. And then the, the game that I would play to put myself under pressure would be, I like a game called 30 foot bank. And how this game works is, so you start with 30 feet in the bank and you pick random putts between 30 and 55 feet. Uh, and whatever distance you put it to, so let's say you put it down to five feet. If you hole out, that five foot comes out of the bank. So now you've got 25 foot left. If you miss it, it doubles. So now instead of five foot coming out, 10 foot comes out. So you've only got 20 foot left. And if you hold the putt, then you get whatever distance that was. So let's say it was 40 feet. You get 10% back in. So you get four foot into the bank. And your goal is to stay alive for as many putts as you can. It's not a race to zero. It's I need to... Yeah, yeah so I like, need to keep, yeah, I get you now. Okay. So you, so you get rewarded for, if you roll it down to one foot, only one foot comes out. So you get rewarded for proximity, but then you also get rewarded for when you do leave yourself a squeaky one. If you if you finish out well, you only lose the distance you had as opposed to the distance doubling. And if you can get that game to double digits or better, then your putting's in a good neck. So that's what I would do. I would go, okay, I only have half an hour, so I'm going to put some lag puts because that's what's important to me. I'm going to have one clear thing in my process that I want to do, and I'm going to apply it in this particular challenge. That's a fantastic game for any level of golfer. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, it's like, oh, I've, I really struggle from five feet. So let's start with a five feet bank. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you, just, you might be playing the game a lot, like iterations of it, <laughs> if you yeah. keep missing. But it, it really puts that, um, that edge on it. The most that, important the most important thing is, though, is like if you're if you really struggle from five feet and you have half an hour, you do five footers. If you really struggle, if like you're a pretty elite player, and which is I see quite a bit, is like you're saying, I don't convert enough mid range putts, I don't make enough birdies. And you ask how they practice, and they tell you, Well, I do this short range drill, and then I practice my long putting. And I'm like, Well, you never hit putts between eight and 20 feet. So, how do you expect that that range is going to? That's my favorite range is eight to kind of 15 feet because that's the drill i i always go to from james mcnicholson mcnicholas on instagram okay. ever follow him no and he calls like the starship enterprise drill right it's like uh four by three so there's 12 balls a circle at three feet a circle at eight feet 10 feet and you basically start on the inside circle and you have to time yourself how long it takes to complete the enterprise but if you miss one, you start again. Okay, very good. Yeah. So, so I love, so I love that. That's my go-to. So, if you ever see me, I post about it sometimes and tag James looking for a cheeky share. But um, I found that really, really. I do it like I'd say three to four times a month. So, like not really weekly, but like I might dedicate 30, 40 minutes to it. So maybe I need to take that thirty, add thirty-five bank and swap them in and out. 
be really comfortable. For coaching golfers of all levels, which you still do, you're not still on the upper bracket, are you? You're still at a broad range of handicaps, are we? Or are you solely focused on high mostly, performance these days? Yeah, mostly now it would be um, like from, I suppose, elite amateur upwards, I would say, uh, between the national sports golf and that kind of thing. But I have I've spent many, many years in the trenches, Paddy, so I'm sure I can help. I suppose my thing was, you know, we are seeing a bit more, I suppose, short game specific coaches coming out of the woodwork. Um, and any, if you ask any pro on tour or whatever tour they're on and they have pro-ams, the outcome generally is, it's all been short game tips, chips, chipping and pitching is where they see the amateurs can get the most bang for their buck. Um, because like we went into putting there, you know, I'm always trying to have 30 putts or less. When I put well, I'm at about 24 to 26 putts. And then I'm like, yeah, deadly. But um, for the average golfer, would you concur with that? That if people spent more time on short game areas rather than winter driving ranges, <laughs> do you think scores would improve across the board, do you think? Uh, yeah, probably. Again, if it depends. Like you would need to know the like individual case. I I would say if 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 the average golfer worked more in their decision making than they currently do, I think that would even have a a far bigger impact. If you know, without having to go practice at all, if the average golfer really sat down and thought about the kind of decisions that they're going to have to make and how they can make smarter ones, I think they would see. A dramatic reduction in their scoring um so i think definitely look when you when you don't hit many greens if you want to make good scores you're gonna to have to chip and put pretty decent let's be honest um mm -hmm. but uh again as well though my question would be if the average golfer works nine to five five days a week and he like where is he going like you know he can do a little bit of putting maybe at the house but where is he going to find the time to work in a short game? So then maybe actually for them, the long game probably is the way to go because at least they can get to the range maybe two or three evenings a week. Um, so I guess it's 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 very much dependent. If you have all the if 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 you're an average golfer and you have all the time in the world and you're like just ham like you're the guy who grabs the driver from the boot and runs into the range and gets hundred balls, then there's probably some questionable stuff going on in terms of. <laughs> How you're chasing such a time. Yeah, probably. I suppose my, my question is rooted in that uh, going back to lockdown times, I really improved my chipping purely because I was in the backyard with a foot square piece of fake grass. And I was just focusing on chip because I, I hit a lot of chips fat or I'd gain them bottom groove. And it was bump and run or no go at all for me for a long time. Um, Devon irons and chipping with hybrids and just that little focus for me because I, I knew like I, I was like chip yippy if you get me so I came out of lockdown and it was like I was clipping clipping chips like there was no bother because I was figured out the low points and Very figured good. out how to use bounce yeah and I was able to like it's not a massive backyard it's maybe five meters to the back wall I was able to clip a wedge and, and stop it before the wall. Do you know what I mean? But before, you know, I'd be ricking, hitting the wall and ricocheting through a window behind me. Gotcha. Um, 
Should amateurs, if they are short on time, focus on something like that? Stick a towel down four inches behind the ball and just focus on clipping wedges and think, not focusing on results at all? I think um, I think any anything you spend time on, you get better at. If you, if you practice in a, in, a, in, a, in a decent manner. I'll give you a quick story on that. It was a, one of the girls on the, on the national team. We were doing her end of year stat review. And I must do that. I must, first of all, take stats. And then second of all, review them. Yeah. <laughs> and, so and, yeah. We went through all our yardages and she had, so we were tracking them against LTG average. And from 40 to 60, she had this like massive spike in the, in the graph. Like, I mean, she was obscenely good from 40 to 60 yards. I don't say like, and yet, like, like the, 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 the sample was high. It was like 50, 40, 50 shots over the course of the season. Like, any, and you, you mean know, proximity to the hole? Yeah. That distance, any reason yeah. the proximity is so tight for her? She goes, oh, actually, what do you say? She's like, I, I, I love when I get a 50 yard shot. Like, a, you know, I really like, I, once I get 50 yards, I'm like, boom, okay, let's go. And I was like, mm. do you practice it a lot? She goes, mm. Actually, now you say we have a bin down the back of the garden, and every day I hit shots to it. And I was like, right, okay. And then she goes, I go, how far is the bin? And she goes, about 48 yards. And I was like, and, and how long has it been there? And she goes, three years. <laughs> and I said, have you ever moved it? And she said, no. So she's hit thousands of 48 yard shots over the course of three years. And then um, it showed up in the data. So it's like, what? What you spend time and another one was I remember a guy came and he his I looked at his six iron and her, it was I mean you could see you can really see the hole through it you know what I mean like it was completely best compared to the other clubs and again when we looked at his stats his one sixty to one eighty proximity was off the charts and I was like your six iron is absolutely battered compared to your other irons and he goes well yeah I just do all my all my swing work in the six iron and I was like okay. So he's like, that explains what we're seeing in the data then as well, you know. So it goes back to your lockdown experience. It's like where you put the time in, you'll see the rewards, you know. Absolutely. I struggle on the chipping green though to keep myself engaged. Because I generally they're my own, because I'm a loner, no friends. Um from there for maybe 30 minutes or far, maybe even up to an hour on a conference call. <laughs> Nice. Where I'm not in, where I'm not inputting to the call at all. Gotcha. Um, and I struggle to keep myself from just flaking chips but not really focusing on the results, right? Um, I would always try and practice the simple chips, really straightforward ones. So like three yards off and a nice rollout and just keep it fun at the end maybe and hit like the miraculous flop shots and stuff. But I've no, like the pudding, I've like a couple of games to go to. I have a lovely one now, 35. 30 foot bank to add to that yeah. repertoire. I've nothing when it comes to short game apart from my code 18, which I'm really, I'm really bored with by like the fourth hole. Um, okay, so I would probably, the, the one I would give you for short game, which is one I've kind of been working on recently with the squads and stuff, is you three different lies. So you've got rough, fairway, and bunker. And you do three shots at each lie type. And you the shots are broken up into 25, 75, which means 25% fairway, 75% green, 50-50, which means 50% fairway, 50% green, and then 75-25, which is 75% fairway, 25% green. 
or or rough or bunker, depending on which one you're doing. So you do, let's say you'll do one fairway, 75-25, one fairway 50-50, one rough 75-25, and you'll do this, sorry, one fairway 75-25, and you'll do the same for each light type. So that's nine shots total. So at the end, gotcha. you'll hit three fairway shots, you'll hit three bunker shots, and you'll hit three rough shots. You'll have also hit three short-sided shots, three long-sided shots, and three 50-50 shots. Does that make sense? So what, when you're saying the 25-75, you mean 25 land, 75 rollout? Well, not necessarily. It's more literally like, let's say, if you were hitting a 20-yard shot, you would have, um, roughly speaking, four to six yards of fairway and maybe gotcha. 16 now yards of green. Does now, that make sense? Yeah, it makes more sense now, yeah. Um, and what that tells you at the end, and if you keep your total, prox- if you just keep how close you hit it for each shot, you'll get a proximity for not just the light type, but also the shot type. So you'll be like, ah, oh, fuck, like, I'm actually really good on the long-sided ones, but my short-sided ones are pants. So yeah. now my now my, tar- now my practice gets a bit more focused. So it's like, again, if I'm really good long-sided and I'm time poor, I'm far better off spending my time now on my short-sided stuff and staying on top of that. No, deadly. Like that's, again, something I wasn't, didn't have in the armory. I'm sure plenty of people listening were like, yeah, I'm I'm going out now Saturday morning right after breakfast. Kids can be on reading a book beside me and I'll, <laughs> or joining in flaking their plastic clubs around. And, and that's a nice one. If you, did that if you, for 20 minutes. If you do it exactly that, it's nine shots, doesn't take long. If you do it, like let's say you go from the shot, pick the shot from 10 to 30 yards each week. So, and then maybe do 10 to 30 and then 30 to 50. But if you do that once a week, over time, you get like you keep it in your journal, you get to track your progress, you set a few PBs. I think, as you like, I'm sure, uh, in some of the stuff that really engages you, you probably have a few PBs. You're like, ah, oh, like, on, like on your Trackman Performance Center tests, on your Starship Enterprise game, like you love getting it on the first go. Um, yeah, I think Starship Enterprise is about just under four minutes, I think, is my best. Yeah, so there you go. You know, so, like, so- like one goal. Yeah. So I think that's key is like um having I would like I think having stuff that you do that you can monitor your progress in is key to motivation because no there's no better feeling than feeling like you're getting better at something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's loads of insight for one day. Um I'm gonna try and uh, I'm I'm a good fan of Canva. So I'll try and make that into a nice little template. It might give you some value, but you probably have that template already. What's Canva when it's at home? Canva when it's at home is like, uh, it's free. So anybody listening, if you're ever looking for like a poster for an event, um, we did, a, I did all my wedding invitations on Canva. Okay. Saved an absolute fortune. Very good. Uh, just printed them off on some nice quality rate cards. So posters, invitations, um, social media posts. And, you know, it's free. Um, yeah, just play around with it a bit and you can make stuff look really good. There you go. Look, there you uh, go. You've given me something to take away, Patty, which is, is uh, as much as I can ask for. I'll be checking out Canva now this week. No fear at all. No fear at all. Donald Scott, we will write out the, the episode with Jerry Cinnamon then. <laughs> please, please do. <laughs> and yes, at the request of Mr. Scott, that is the subtle tones of um, Jerry Cinnamon we're now listening to in the background. But I hope you really enjoyed this week's episode and took away what I took away too great games, performance games you can bring to your own practice 
I know I put it out there onto the interwebs about what games people play and the standard ones came back that were mentioned on the show par 18 or just drop nine balls in random places and you know pars 23 so similar enough but there are some two uh, two great games that are definitely adding to my repertoire um, so if you see me on a chipping green near you you know what I do uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's show please do leave a review uh, we're short on our reviews for this year so if you leave a review send me a screenshot I will take care of you okay I will take care of you with something small something nice for your effort let's skew the views skew the numbers and yeah until we tee up again soon I'm Paddy same bad time same bad channel next week talk to you bye oh, one day.